Welcome everybody to another episode of Marketing Management and Money. This is uh, your favorite host, Ethan Meliori, and with your next favorite host, Ryan Murray. <laughs> I, I told down, you, I, I told I you, you should never. <laughs> told you every time you let me introduce, you're going to pay the price. <laughs> so, hey, we have a fun topic that we're going to talk about today. Um, we've done one similar in the past where we talked a little bit about uh, time wasters in a business, things that distract uh, you, employees, et cetera, through your company. But today we want to talk a little bit more specifically on one of those, and that is about the phone. Yeah. And and I know that you've been prepping on some training you're going to do, and part of it you're going to do uh, a little bit of a quiz or a test about how, it, how addicted someone may or may not be to their phone, which I kind of found fascinating, and I'm not going to take personally because I don't want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, it, it led to a fascinating conversation that we've kind of, you know, have had on the side about, you know, the advantages of a phone um, and, and, you know, addictions aren't necessarily good or bad. It depends on how you use it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of psychology behind the term addiction. And I just want to be clear that uh, all the research that I've done thus far, which isn't extensive, but it's enough that I feel like I can say this with confidence. And that is that uh, phone addiction is not recognized as an actual addiction by the majority of the psychological world, psychology yeah. profession. I, At I, least I, yet, anyways. There, there's a lot of debate about it, but there's no formal recognition. And so when we say phone addiction, uh, we're kind of going off of the uh, trend, not necessarily the formal recognition of it. Mm. Um, is it because it doesn't cause endorphins and other things? To Is that why they don't put it in that category? Do you know? Okay, so this, this is what got a little bit of in interesting as I was researching this. Um if you want to have a medical addiction, then it requires that there is a substance that is like brain altering type of uh, a substance, you know. So uh, the issue that a lot of people are arguing is that gambling is often recognized as a form of addiction. Right. And there's no substance in gambling. It is an action, not something that you, you know, take into your body. But generally addiction has to be tied to some f chemical effect that it has on the body where it releases endorphins or, or you know, creates an euphoric mindset or effect on the body, which... You know, the excitement of the pre-gambling, you know, I got to win, I got to win, I got to win. I, I don't know. Did they say anything like that? Well, I, so I, maybe we don't want to go down that road today. Well, well, I, I, there, there's there's a little bit that I think is just interesting, and uh, and we'll just kind of put it out there. Big disclaimer, we are not the experts on this. <laughs> so, you know, um, the, uh, the argument for phone addiction is that it uh, creates almost the same effect as a gambling addiction. Uh, they oh, run so parallel. Really? Versus like an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction that creates a very 
different effect. Mm. And okay. so, you know, you look at like the dopamine hit mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of that, oh, oh, you know, does someone like my post or do I, do I have a new connection request or did I get a notification? Uh, that's very similar to, you know, in gambling, you have the little wins and then you have the big wins and there's a lot of dead time in between that right. you can kind of get sucked in waiting for the next the mm. next hit of dopamine to mm. kind of excite your brain. Um, you know, there, there were a lot of other things that I would consider addictions that didn't, uh, didn't really even get addressed in any of the articles I was reading, food addictions, sex addictions. I mean, there's a lot of things that humans just obsess with and, uh, you know, none of that got uh, mentioned in, in the articles I was reading again. I, I did research on this, but not extensive. This is not. So what were, what were some of the factors that kind of stood out to say, all right, if, if you check the box on this one, you might have an addiction. Oh, oh, okay. So we're going to play a game and uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) I told you no. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to put... I can lie my way through it. I I know. I know. (laughs) I'm going to put a little bit of uh, background to this. So uh, I am getting ready to do a training and I've done this training before. It's kind of a fun training that I get to do. It's a customer service training and the organization that sponsors it, uh, they actually target uh, high school and early college age, but it's open to anyone. And so, in the you know in the room, uh, there I, I usually have about a hundred people that'll attend the training. And in the room, you'll have a, a good split of like high school kids versus early professionals versus managers that show up because they want to learn how to train Mm -hmm. their employees. And it's probably one of the most diverse audiences that I get to present to. And, and so it makes it really, really fun and engaging. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, an exciting challenge. Well, um, I've done this training before and they, they've had me come back. And so I decided that I wanted to, uh, you know, kind of enhance the training. So the, the content of the training, the customer service content, I'm going to keep uh, the same. But some of the learning activities that we do to uh, enforce some of the customer service concepts, they, uh, you know, uh, I, I gamify them. And so one of them is I put together this little quiz are you addicted to your phone? And I'm, I'm going to have you take this quiz. All right. <laughs> so um, now I, I, I do need to give a little bit of credit. Uh, I got the basis of this quiz from uh, an article on Healthline at uh, healthline.com. How to tell if you could be addicted to your phone was the article. And uh, I thought that they did a nice summary of it. Uh, again, this is not like a uh, cut and dry, uh, you either are or aren't, but this is something that I, I really want to get people to thinking, you know, thinking about this because, and this is why I wanted to do a full episode on this, I don't think that we recognize what our phones are doing to change the business environment. And a lot of times we look at this from the perspective of employees and we say, oh, yeah, my employees are always on their phone. It's so annoying. And the conversation sort of stops there. And I want to broaden this and I want to say, okay, you as a manager, how much time are you spending on your phone? 
Are you getting distracted from, you know, some of the things that you need to be taking care of? Uh, I've seen a lot of managers that I feel like they can't focus on some complicated concepts such as reviewing their financial statements or identifying key metrics to be targeting or being able to create a, you know, a vision statement that actually has meaning, uh, you know, to their company. They struggle with these kinds of things. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you're constantly on your phone. And yeah. Well, and it's sometimes as simple as I'm working on that. But if I get a text from a colleague or an employee, all of a sudden, oh, great, I better address this. And now I'm taking off kilter and, and getting back onto it. And I think sometimes we use that as an excuse of why maybe I'm not quite doing that one thing that is important, but not my favorite thing to do. So... I have an excuse not to do it. Well, and the funny thing that I've noticed with phones is everyone thinks that what they're doing on their phone is important, <laughs> but what other people are doing on their phone is annoying. It's like, get off your phone and drive. Oh, but, oh, man, I just, I got to take this call real quick. You that, know? That one hurts. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, never really thought of it that way, but there's a lot of truth in that one. You know, yeah. I, I mean, how many times do you get annoyed at yourself for your own phone behavior? And if you do, it's kind of one of these things like, oh, I should probably put my phone down and, and get some work done. It's never, get off my stupid phone. I'm wasting the entire day. But with your yeah. kids, oh, get yeah. off your stupid phone. You're wasting the entire day. So, you know, we're very judgmental of but, others. But yet during dinner, I'm scrolling through ESPN <laughs> and look at all the sports highlights instead of having a conversation with my kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, And, and, you, and you wonder where they get it from. And and that's yeah, interesting. I totally because, get it. You know, we're talking about the business side of this, but um, well, the relationship but, but that's, is huge. You know what's crazy is, um, you know, we we don't. I think we forget about this one, and I'm uh, a little bit more excited now, maybe to, to see the quiz. And, <laughs> yeah. But we have conversations with people all the time with that that managers that kind of come and go. Yeah. Okay. So because of their role and or seniority or whatever it is, they kind of come and go. Well, when employees see that. Employees kind of think, well, that's if they can come and go, I guess I can come and go. Oh, and you're talking they, about when they show up to the office yeah. and the relaxed yeah, so, attitude. and Yeah. So then think about that, that if all of a sudden I see that attitude in my uh, supervisors, then I kind of say, well, okay, then I maybe I can do some of that stuff when I press the limits a little bit. Then I get my hands up. No, you can't be doing that. But, but think about it. What behavior are we doing with our phones that's prompting maybe those around us and especially subordinates to say, oh, this is just the norm. This is what we do here. And yet as a manager or owner, we're, we're, we haven't clarified that, hey, what I do is none of your business, and then, but this is what I expect of you, yeah. you know, with the phone because we do it in, every, in other areas. But I don't know that I've ever thought about that when it comes to the phone. And in thinking about it, I nowadays, be, you know, because I haven't had a landline for, 15 years right? Yeah. for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so even at work now, I, I actually take more calls related to work on my cell phone than I do my landline. Mm-hmm. Uh, texts, uh, phone calls, whatever it may be, Zoom calls. You know, I, mean, I do all kinds of stuff on my phone that if, if not careful, I'm sure it could look well. And now think about it. Half the systems that we use have 
authentic, you know, authentication processes where it's a dual thing where mm-hmm. it sends your phone a text to make sure you get into it. So anytime, if you have any sensitive software that you're dealing with, um, you got to be on your phone to actually approve stuff in order to make the next step to actually get into things. Well, so I, I can see now that I, I probably will fail the addiction one because <laughs> work, work is driving me to be on my phone more and more and more. Yeah. So uh, be, before we get into the quiz, I, I, I want to uh, I want to just uh, hint on one of the things that you, you were talking about. And that is, uh, you know, the phone is a tool. You know, you were talking about how yeah. much you use the phone. Well, let's talk about other tools in your business. Let's assume that you have a warehouse and you've got a forklift. Right. Like you require people to get certified to handle that forklift right. because it's an important piece of equipment. And you're just like, well, yeah, that's because, you know, people could get killed doing, you know, forklift right you know, if they were using it incorrectly, like, okay, let's go with, you know, the Adobe suite. That's a popular one you see in a lot of businesses where, you know, if you've got any sort of illustrations or social media or, uh, you know, um, your graphic design, you know, you get people certified on how to use that software correctly. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, the Microsoft Office suite, people take classes on how to use that software correctly. You need to certify people on how to send a legible text. (laughs) But if, if, if you think about it, okay, in, if you were to just in your business rank the tools that you used, you know, like your delivery truck, your computer, yeah. uh, you know, your phone. And if you were to rank the tools that you use in terms of how much time is spent with that tool, I don't care what tool it is. It it could be, you know, the conveyor belt for, you know, an assembly line. I don't care what it is. But I just want, you know, do this visualization exercise and, and rank them in, in order of how much time you spend on that. If you're a manager or an owner I bet you, you know, would put your phone probably in the top three tools yeah, that you use. I would. You require certifications for all your employees for all of the major tools that they use, but yet there's no certification for proper use of your phone. There's no, uh, you know, training that you're going to take Correct. on how to use this this tool. You just assume, well, I know how to use it. I'm like, mm, do you? Because I guarantee you could cite plenty of people that you would say don't know how to use their phone. Right. Now, are they using it for the benefit of the business? Or are they using it because they're bored and they're doing something else on it? Yeah. So, hmm. should we get into a quiz? Okay. Okay. So, this is the way we're going to play. And if you're listening to the podcast, as long as you're not driving, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and take out something where you can, uh, you can just... Uh, Put down your score. It's going to be a one, two, three, or four is, uh, you know, each question you just answer it with okay. a one, two, three, or four. So, so I need a, yeah, if you, all right, uh, I'll reach over here and grab this pen and okay, you, you, you ready? paper with your writing on it. I Perfect. Hope, I hope those aren't important notes. No, 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 no. They're, 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 they're good. You can. You okay. Can all right. The first, uh, so the, these are not really questions. They are statements, and then you just uh, rank yourself. Okay. So it's, you reach for your phone the moment you're alone or bored. And number one is rarely or never. Number two is sometimes. Number three is often. And number four is constantly or always. So the second you are alone or bored, do you reach for your phone? <coughs> Next one. 
you wake up multiple times at night to check your phone. Again, number one is rarely, number two is sometimes, number three is often, number four is constantly, always. You feel anxious, upset, or short-tempered when you can't get to your phone. This would also include if you lose your phone and you're like, oh, where did I put my phone? Okay, I did so leave my phone at home one day when I went to work. And that was like, it felt like I left my wallet. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Yeah, so so think of it in that context. If, Got a lot done that day, though. <laughs> <laughs> no one can get a hold of me. <laughs> I should be refreshing, that right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, how often do you feel anxious, upset, or short-tempered? One is rarely, two is sometimes, three is often, four is constantly. How many questions are there? Uh, There's five more. Six more, something like that. I just didn't know how much space to start saving another paper. You're putting numbers down. How big are you writing your well, I didn't know how many questions there were going to be. <laughs> You're on an eight and a half by 11 <laughs> sheet of paper. <laughs> All right, we're going to edit that part out. <laughs> He's back in kindergarten <laughs> here. Ooh, big old yeah. crayon. <laughs> twos fill the page. Okay. Um, your phone use has caused you to have an accident or injury. Uh, one is no. Two is I sometimes bump into things. So, you know, the person walking around and they kind of uh, trip coming up this. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Change that number real yeah, quick. Change that number. <laughs> Three is I have hurt myself or others before. And four is I've caused a serious injury to myself or others. Okay, next one. You have spent more time on your phone this year than you did last year. So you're increasing the amount of time you're spending on your phone. So number one is I'm spending less time. Number two is I'm spending about the same amount of time. Number three is I don't know. And number four is yes, I'm spending more time. So if you're unaware of how much time you're spending, that's an automatic three because it creeps up, not down. So think, think of it that way. If you're okay. like, eh, I don't right. know. So you can only put a one or a two if you know for a fact that you have kept it in check. Okay. All right. Next one. <clears throat> Phone use interferes with your job performance, schoolwork, or relationships. So number one is rarely never, two is sometimes, three is often, four is constantly or always. So think about that example of ESPN at the dinner table. Uh, That would interfere with your relationships. Or if you've ever had a boss that gets mad at you for uh, being on your phone, you know, those kinds of things. Okay. People in your life are concerned or complain about your phone use patterns. How often does your spouse say, would you put your phone down and can we have a conversation? Or you're always on your phone. Jeez, what are you looking at this time? You know, like those, that's what I mean by complaints. It's not a formal complaint where they're writing down a, you know, a letter of complaint. It's just that they're making comments that say, you know, would you stop doing that? You're always on your phone. You know, how much time have you spent on your phone? Those kinds of complaints. Number one is rarely never. Two is sometimes. Three is often. Four is constantly or always. And here is our last question. All right. You struggle any time you try to limit your phone use. 
So if you're making a conscious effort to do better and it's difficult for you. So one is rarely or never, so it's not difficult for you to limit your phone use. Two is sometimes it's difficult. What if I've never really tried to limit my phone use because I've never felt like I'm abusing it? Is there an answer f- uh, for that one? I don't, no, there, there's not. <clears throat> Maybe I need to adjust the question a little bit. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you use your judgment of... Uh, okay. You know, if you were to uh, try, you're, maybe you'll just have to... Uh, so I'm I'm assuming if, uh, like, one of the previous questions that, you know, someone ever complained and you've tried to work on doing it less, how, you know... Well, so... Did you struggle that time to try to limit it or did you just find yourself locking yourself in a closet where they couldn't see you to turn on your phone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would look at it and say, how often are you hiding so that people are not seeing you on your phone? And, I mean, it could be as extreme as locking yourself in a, in a closet, or it could just be, like, if you feel like no one's looking, that's when you start pulling your phone out. I would say yeah. that, you know, you're not able to limit your phone use. Other things, you know, an example that's coming to my mind is, you know, texting and driving. We all know we shouldn't do it. Right. But do you find yourself still doing it, even though you're like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't text and drive, but I got to get this one in real quick. Right. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So one is rarely or never, two is sometimes, three is often, four is constantly, always. I better go sometimes. (laughs) Even though I'm not, I'm border, I think I'm probably closer to like 1.5. Okay. Okay. Well, we round up. No we round up in this one. So, know, so I got to go with the two. Okay. So, so now I add all these up. Add all those up. Yep. Yep. So I get a total score. Okay. What's your total score? Sixteen. Whoo! If you scored seventeen or higher, you likely have a moderate to severe phone addiction. Ooh, I'm right there, though. I could see. Because there was one or two that maybe I could, played on the conservative side. Could, could go either way. Yeah. You know. But I would, I don't think I'm much higher than that. Yeah. Well, and honestly, so. This would be, you know, this would be a fun one to do uh, with other people that you knew. You know, if you said, all right, everybody in the room, uh, we're going to talk about Johnny today and and uh, everyone's going to take the survey Tell me what you think about him. You know, like if your spouse did it for you, I wonder if that answer would be the same. So, so <clears throat> I did. Uh, I I did that very did thing. Yeah. And, yeah. How uh, much different was it? Well, so so for me, go ahead, finish, and I want to say something. Well, 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 the problem is, is I did it. I took the quiz for myself, and then I took the quiz for what I thought my spouse would do, just to kind of get a mm-hmm. sense of. I'm like, okay, this is how I perceived myself. This is how I perceive my spouse. You know, what does it come out in the numbers? I. I, and I'm not going to share that because I haven't done the flip side. I haven't allowed her to do the same thing oh, yeah, to yeah. me yet. <clears throat> okay. And so I, I really should allow her to do the same thing yeah, to me so agree. that, you know, I can I can get her perception. Because there's a lot of stuff where it's just like, I, yeah. can, well, I can stop anytime. <laughs> there's a, and what I was going to say earlier, but I wanted to hear your, your thoughts is uh, there's a training out there uh, called DISC, and I don't remember what, the acronym stands for but it's a kind of a personality type right, test yeah. but it's more focused on uh, how you think when it comes to 
kind of work in a way. Mm-hmm. And anyways, I was pleasantly surprised that um, you 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 run a series of questions, and the one is how you perceive it, how you know, and then it changes the questions enough that it's like how would someone outside perceive it, and then there's a third one that does it some other way. And someone who does this training is going to be saying, oh, you're an idiot, you screwed it all up. But um, anyways, I was pleasantly surprised at the end, and it's probably because I am a little bit more introverted, Mm-hmm. So I, I think about my, myself, my life a whole lot more. I, you know, most people complain that I'm probably, uh, arrogant, but I'm so lost in my thoughts most of the time in my own world because mm-hmm. I'm introverted that, that I don't think to say hi sometimes. And so mm-hmm. you get that little bit of your, you know, stubbing me. But, um, when I did that one, I was pleasantly surprised that, and, and I think most introverts kind of fall in this area that your perception of yourself is pretty accurate. So I would probably guess from other things that I've done in that world that my number's probably really close. Mm-hmm. Well, so th- this is this is my intent behind this quiz. Like, I wanted to base it off of actual psychology. Yeah, I agree. But I didn't take the time to really vet out all possible solutions. Oh, yeah. And, and so, you know, if I was taking this quiz, I would look at it and I would say, what does this make me think about? It, it really is supposed to be just be a thought-provoking type right. of quiz, not necessarily a, this is where you are. And, uh, you know, and so I'm looking at your score of a 16, and it was interesting. What, what was your score? Uh, da, da, Do you da, remember? Da, da, I actually, where did I put it? Say you're like a 25. I see I'm doing this on the spot. I got an 11. Wow. That's really low. So I actually like almost all ones. I hate my phone. So I can understand professionally. Um, and this was a number of years ago. I actually went without my cell phone, um, for like eight months I just, <laughs> I just got rid of it, and wow. you know, and I had a lot of people. How do I get a hold of you? And I'm like, I have an office line, and you know, and so I work from home, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this was uh, before I was working from home. <laughs> no. Oh goodness! And so yeah, that was I, a COVID joke. I, I just uh, call I, my office. I, <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I went, I went six, my eight months. I love like leaving my, uh, leaving my phone behind. Uh, we went to Europe, uh, a number of years yeah. back, back in 2017. Yeah. Uh, I took my wife to Europe on a two week vacation and I just left my phone at home Yeah, and she was freaking out. She's like, what, what, what if somebody needs to get a hold of you? And I'm like, what am I going to do? You know? Yeah, I'm over here. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, and so, so yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I hate my phone, and huh. and so it, it wasn't that hard for me to uh, score pretty well on this one. Um, when you, when you do, um, as you do this, I'm sure you're gonna do this, uh, a little survey in a number of trainings that you do. Mm-hmm. Will you pay attention to see if you find that there's a common denominator between those who show that maybe they have a cell phone addiction and other traits or characteristics, uh, you know, I don't necessarily say introvert versus extrovert, but maybe the type of job that they're in, 
maybe their age group. Yeah. Um, because I don't. I'd be interesting to see some factors that go with that. Because you know, you you and well, maybe you did. I I didn't grow up with a cell phone. I didn't either. So, for me, a cell phone, like I said, it, it's a kind of a privilege. It's not you know just an entitlement where younger kids are growing up with it. They don't know the difference. You know what I mean? See, I got my first cell phone when I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. See, I when I go places, people go tell me all the time, "How do you know where you're going?" Because I didn't grow up with a phone. Yeah. I had to watch everywhere that I went. Uh-huh. Every corner, turn, bend, tree, bush, rock. That's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I got to watch out a window. Mm-hmm. So I learned navigation and locations and orientation and things like that really, really, really well. Yeah. Because I didn't have anything to stare at for five hours while we traveled to the you know next town or vacation or whatever it was going to be. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I, I want to hit on a point here, and that is... We're not saying that cell phones are bad. Yeah, I agree. In fact, I want to clarify, I went a period of time without cell phones. I have a cell phone now. I use it all the time. I use it as a, yeah. a tool. You, I, know? you know, I do a ton of research on my phone. Yeah. And I don't think that the amount of time is necessarily determining whether or not you have a cell phone addiction. And again, I want to take a looser definition of addiction, meaning is it getting in the way of your productivity? Yeah. And so, you know, maybe maybe you still have a great relationship with your kids. Maybe you still show up to work on time. Maybe you can be present in meetings. Right. But maybe you're still wasting an hour or two getting sucked into stuff that you're thinking, oh, man, this is stupid. And that's the kind of stuff that, that I'm talking about here is I'm saying if it's going to be a tool, fine-tune that tool, sharpen that knife, and make sure that you're yeah. using it as, as well as possible. And I think that there's a lot of managers who just assume that everything they do on their phone is good for business. And I'm like, mm, it's not. Right, right. Well, you know, I had uh, years ago I worked for, like a lot of years ago, I worked for a gentleman, and he notoriously – would uh, be talking to clients, and uh, at the same time, he would play uh, chess on his computer as he was talking to him. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the conversation, it was like, yeah, yeah, great, great, okay, great. And then it was always funny because the uh, week would pass by, and that client would come by and say, okay, hey, blah, 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 I'm here for a da-da-da. And he's like, when do we talk about that? Mm-hmm. Just because the slight... Um, distraction of uh, playing chess while having a phone conversation with a client, he missed critical pieces that now ended up costing him money because he agreed to something that he didn't really think in depth about before he answered, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and so I- that, that was years ago, just on a telephone, let alone, you know, I guess it's a similar principle as a cell phone, even though a cell phone, we have so many other distractions on it nowadays because yeah. between just a phone, you have your text, plus you have your emails on there, plus you have uh, other forms of messaging, plus, you know, any apps that maybe you have on there with notifications, you know, because uh, a lot of us get news notifications to our phone nowadays. And I mean, that one news notification, you, you know, you see that and... <gasps> And now I'm going to figure out and read more about it. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, but the, you know, I think I was telling you before the the people who write crucial conversations and confrontations and getting things done, that whole training series around those books and stuff. Mm-hmm. The survey that they did, I think it it was, it was a high number. It was like 60 percent of people 
can't go two hours of work without having a, a distraction. They can't, they put, can't even put in two hours of non-disturbed work, which is crazy. See, I fall into that category. Because of a text or an email or, you know, if you're working on a report and a text comes in, do I need to address it? Or an email comes in, do I need to address it? Or, you see what I mean? You, you can't, it's hard to do it that, that our productivity isn't necessarily going down, but, but it certainly is uh, not um, probably... I don't know. I don't know what the right word is then, but mm-hmm. and we do. We have just have a lot of distractions. Well, and and I think that uh, as you know, as an owner, so managers are always looking at their employees' productivity, but who's looking at the owner's productivity, right? Yeah, right. And so a lot of times you have to self-check and just monitor your own actions and determine if those actions are productive or not productive. And what I find interesting, and this is very anecdotal, so, you know, take right. it in that light. But as I did, uh, you know, years of business consulting, there was a common frustration of the underlings that would always be upset with what the people above them were or weren't doing. And the stereotype is that, you know, I mean, you alluded Mm. to this at the first of the episode, the manager's coming and going as he pleases. You know, he shows up late, he leaves early. And and so there's this stereotype that the managers are not working and everyone else is working. And then, you know, we justify our own... paychecks what you know however that compensation is given but we justify it with you know activities and you know busyness is not uh, productivity just because you're in fact most of the really productive people don't look like they're you know busy they there's a lot of time to sit down and ponder and really think through things and you know and so a lot of you know, a lot of cultural uh, shifts need to take place. If you want to have a, a highly productive business, you cannot be perceived as a normal business. Your business has to look a little odd in the way that it operates if you want to be highly productive, my opinion. Yeah. Well, and I I find nowadays that everyone wants to say how busy they are. Yeah. I mean, it's almost it's a badge of honor. Yeah. And to me, I just roll my eyes every time, you know. I, if you tell me how busy you are, you're not busy. Mm-hmm. Well, so I enjoy uh, I enjoy powerlifting. The sport of powerlifting to me is fascinating because it has uh, a couple things built into it. And honestly, a lot of sports are this way. There's a big difference between strength training and cardio. And so I'm really hitting on the strength training side of things. But one of the biggest detriments is overtraining. And when people are pushing too hard, they're actually losing strength. And I just had the opportunity to coach my son. He, uh, he set a high school record in powerlifting and I was so proud of him. Like it was awesome. And it was fun to coach him. And one of the things that we focused on is we focused on him not overtraining. And I required him, I said, every six to eight weeks, you have to take one week off. Oh yeah. And that week killed him because he'd see his buddies going to the gym and he's like, uh, why am I sitting at home? I'm like, you can stretch if you want, do a little bit of yoga. And he's like, this is ridiculous. And he went in and he, you know, he set the new school record. And, you know, a lot of that was done in rest time. Like you, there's only a certain amount. Yeah. There's a certain amount of of time you can spend lifting 
and then you're done. And I think the same thing holds true in business. There's, there is only so many hours that you are going to be at the top of your game where you can Correct. make excellent decisions, where you are fully present, and the rest of the time, you're not. And so if you're you know, proud of the fact that you're working 80 hours a week, I'm like, yeah, it's 80 hours of really distracted work. Yeah, and I, I think that's a great, great point you bring up that um, that if even if you are addicted to your phone, if if the addiction is outside of your hours of productivity, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Does that make sense? If if you as an individual know when you function the best, you know, whether that's at, you know, 7 to 10 in the morning, whether that's, you know, 5 to 10 at night or, you know, however that may be, everyone's body clock's a little bit different. But if you know when you're the most productive and you can just pound out the work and then outside of that, if you have some distractions, that's great. You're managing it the way you should. However, if you don't understand those things, then maybe looking at to say, hey, do I have a cell phone addiction and maybe do I need to make some adjustments? Um, And especially if it's creating a culture inside my company that I'm not real happy about, you got to look in the mirror first. Yeah, yeah. Whew, that was that was good. <laughs> <laughs> now that everyone's left, because I offended them all. No, 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 no. We're 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 gonna go look in the mirror. <laughs> I mean, I I forced you to take the quiz, and you uh, you know publicly stated your number. I yeah, I think that was without even not knowing whether it was gonna be good or bad. Yeah, I, I know. Was, I, I know. was nervous. I know. So <laughs> very nervous. All right. I think let's wrap up there. Uh, covered, covered some good concepts. And, uh, yeah, just takeaway is uh, I don't think, you know, phones, they're not bad. Distractions on phones aren't bad. Wasting time on phones aren't bad as long as you are putting your productivity first and right. you understand how you're utilizing your tools. I agree. Thanks yeah. for joining us, everybody. Take care. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.